Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Every one of them brought us up. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's GA Championship podcast. Well, it's jazz weekend in Cork and the Blues are being sung loudly in St. Finbar's this morning after they ended their eight-game run of final defeats when overcoming Duhallow in the Cork Senior Football Championship decider on Sunday afternoon in Porky Cueve. Just after the match, we caught up with winning manager Ray Keane. To, to pick up on your point about what, what it means and people around the club, like grown men coming up to me there who are in their 50s and 60s and they're crying and they're thanking you like as an outsider to me looking at that I just see that as complete and utter raw emotion and heart and like if you could bottle that and bring it all over the world and see what the GA is about that to me is what it's about like people that just live for it the GA has this unique characteristic it just binds and brings company or communities together mm-hmm. and uh, you know with all the bad press about the GA the last few weeks it baffles me that nobody ever looks at this point of it because it's to me the great it's the greatest organization in the country by bar none like because it's just it, it defines what a community is it defines what a county is depending on where you are and you know i could go to anywhere in the country and i could have friends out of it i could have you know a setup and you could start going and, and make a new life just why because the ga is the one thing that we're all here for we're talking about and it's probably the drug that keeps us burning back now, Irish Examiner Sports Editor Tony Lean was in Porky Cui for us for Sunday and uh, we began by discussing what was different about the Bars team this time round. Because so many of the team are, are young and weren't about uh, Cullum in 1986, I'm not certain that the, the eight defeats in a row was a factor. In actual fact, I would think that the only one of them that was a proper consideration for this dressing room was last year, and I would actually say it was more of a benefit than a hindrance. You know, you Why so? well, you get two cracks at a county final in the new Parky Cueve against you know Nemo Rangers, and you know there probably isn't a better opponent to face. They were eleven points down at one stage in the first game last year, and they could have won it in the end. Similarly, even in the second game. They had opportunities, and anyone who has been involved in in a who has been lucky enough to be involved in the county final, I know it's unquantifiable, but there is without question a serious benefit to be taken from that into the next season if you do your business right. And the bars have done their business right. Um, I'm interested in the role that Ray Keane. Uh, the manager plays and the benefits that he brings to the dressing room, he wouldn't have stayed on this year were it not that the players wanted him to stay on. And so there is a huge element here, Colm, of the players driving this in the bars and you have a lot of significant leaders, you know, led obviously by the likes of Ian Maguire and Michael Shields, 
who wanted Ray Keane to stay, knew that they were on a course, knew that they were very, very close last year. And that's all well and good being very close one year, you know, but we've seen an awful lot of teams just fall away then. They didn't do that. A couple of things might have fallen in their favour this year, but they didn't do that. They stuck with it. They stuck with the group. They stuck with the manager. And you know what? I really believe it's nice to see something like a project like that actually eventually getting its reward. Yes, they went 8 you know, they went 0 for 8 in the last county finals. But as I said, realistically, this project probably started in 2016. They were in a final in 2017 and now they're county champions in 2018. How would you describe this team? You had a line in your match report today that they may not be the most naturally gifted side to lift the Andy Scannell Cup, but they are undoubtedly one of the more rounded. What do you mean by that? Because I think they are a team, you know, in the purest sense of the word. I don't feel, I mean, you look at, you know, other sometimes you have other county champions. You look at Dr. Croaks over in Kerry and they're littered with inter-county stars and obviously the likes of Cullen Cooper can't even get on the team. They have players who will deliver moments of individual brilliance at key stages in a game if you're in a hole. What this Bars team does when it's in a hole is that they actually they, they pull together. They actually work for each other. Even in the first half yesterday, when I thought genuinely Duhallow were the better team. Now, I know Ray Keane disagreed with me on that, but I thought Duhallow were the better side. But even then, the Bars players were hunting in packs. And there's an old maxim, really, Cullum, with a good team in any sport. And that is, when things are not going well for you, you minimise the damage. You know, you don't let the game get away from you when things are going well. And the Bars only went in three points down. And I think they could have gone in a lot more than that down. You know, if things, if if they weren't, you know, and I know it's a, it's, it's a cliche that I'm coining myself, like in terms of this blue collar, like they literally have the blue collars and the jerseys, but they are a blue collar team. They're a real workman-like team, you know, where you get something from everybody on the pitch. And it's not like that you know, one or two players are carrying the team. There is a difference between carrying the team and leading the team. Ian Maguire leads the team, but he's not carrying the team on his own because everybody is weighing in. And so while they mightn't have, you know, the stardust, you know, of a Dermot Connolly with St. Vincent's or a Cullum Cooper or, you know, one of these, they are a very well-rounded team. And you've got to remember, they were without Sam Ryan, who's a Cork Inter-County defender. Mm-hmm. They were without Killian Myers-Murray, who's, one, who's really an up-and-coming forward in the club. They rely hugely on one attacker to score, which is Stephen Sherlock, a 1-8 again yesterday. So, you know, you've got to say... And had changed goalkeepers as well, too. And had a change of goalkeeper as well. That's true. They lost Declan Murphy after the quarterfinal. So, they get the most out of themselves. You know, there's an old saying about, like, you know, the particular team, I mean... They're brilliant at turning lemons into lemonade. And that is what I would say about this Bars team. They really squeeze the most out of themselves. Okay, looking at the scoreline, Tony, uh, 3-14, 2-14, almost like a, the cliched hurling scoreline. Mm. Was, was that a sign of good football, staying away from these defensive blankets? Was it a good spectacle? Well, it was. And that's, you know, that was the, you know, I, I must admit, I didn't approach this Cork County final with any great relish because... I didn't see this coming. I mean, you know, I, I mean, 
I, I would actually say probably Duhalo would have looked on paper to have the more potent attack. They had more options, certainly. They had they looked to have more game winners in the top half of the field. You know, did the defensive side of the game leave a little bit to be desired yesterday? It did, in the sense of there was no wing forwards tucking in as wing backs. There was no sweepers. Parky Cueve is a big pitch. Mm. I think that's the first instance. But there is, Cullum, one other massive consideration here that's probably a subject you know for a longer conversation and that is the fact that a dual senior club like the bars have now gone and won a county championship now how have they done that because it is said certainly in cork and i know because i've been involved in a team and a club where it is the case in douglas you know people say it is next to impossible when you have dual senior teams um Working alongside each other in sub in some clubs, but let's be fair, almost working against each other in other clubs. How did the Bars manage to pull it off? Uh, would, would there be a huge crossover between the two squads? Well, there is one of the keys because looking through that team yesterday and looking at the Bars team, the hurling team that was beaten in the quarter final by Black Rock, I'm trying to think like. I know certainly the cornerback, Conor Dennehy, is one. And I know Glenn O'Connor, who came on as a sub yesterday, is another. And there are a few others, Rob O'Mahony and the Rob O'Mahony came on late yesterday. But what I'm saying is, it is no longer the case in the bars. And to have a chance of being successful, it can no longer be the case in any club where you have six, seven, eight pivotal players who are trying to do both. Because when the hurlers in, uh, were knocked out by Black Rock... It gave the Bars footballers two or three weeks of full preparation to face Carberry Rangers. And that's one thing. But another thing is you look at all the main pivotal players on that Bars team that won the county championship on Sunday. They're footballers only. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're not... They, certain, sorry, some of them actually do play a bit of hurling. But, you, you know, you look at the likes of Maguire, you look at the likes of Shields... You know, these lads, they are really able probably to concentrate almost exclusively on one code. And I'm not preaching and saying there's a lesson there because, you know, we've seen clubs, we've seen Cratlow and Clare, we've seen Lockmore, Castellani and Tipperary. It can be done, but it's difficult to do it. And certainly I would actually argue almost more difficult in a county like Cork. So I, I definitely think for all the other clubs who are looking at that, especially clubs that have commitments, um, dual commitments at senior level, you're looking at that and you're saying, okay, how did the Bars pull that off? And I think definitely, as you said, the fact that there are so few leading players who are dual, number one, the fact that when it came to the business end of the season, the football squad was together and were able to prepare without any interruption from anything else. You know, I mean, clubs... Successful senior clubs, Cullum, who go a long way in the championship, it, it, it becomes actually next to impossible at the business end of the campaign because you end up playing Sunday hurling, mm-hmm. next Sunday football, you know, and realistically, it's just not, it's not doable. But I do think there people will look at the, how Bars did that yesterday and everybody will reach their own conclusion, but I think that what the subjects we've mentioned are key. Very quickly, I just want to ask you about the defeated side, Duhallow. Uh Donnick O'Connor hung up his inter-county boots earlier this season. Still scoring 1-5 in a county final? 1-5 in a county final, yes. Um, the goal was a penalty. 
probably kicked, I think, about three frees. Dunica obviously doesn't have the legs, you know, I mean... You, still the brain, though. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, in terms of orchestrating, like, it's 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 interesting, the intelligence of Dunica O'Connor on the one side and Michael Shields on the other mm-hmm. side yesterday were very, very evident, like, in all sectors of play. I mean, Dunica actually started inside full forward... I actually think the Bars got their matchups wrong inside there in the first half, and I think they paid a price. Um, Jamie Burns was withdrawn at half time, and uh, Glenn O'Connor was brought on. And I think Dunica um, and Jerry O'Connor and the likes of these lads made hay in the first half. But obviously, Cullum, as the game is going on, obviously Dunica's legs, you know, and his ability to make those key kind of 20 yard runs is probably wanes a small bit. And Michael Shields was playing centre-forward for the Bars, but played a different, probably less dynamic type of role, but just as important type of role in the sense of, obviously, he has natural defensive instincts. He was happy to drop back behind midfield, hoover up ball, be an extra tackler, be an extra defender, link the play again. So, county final day, you 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 tend to see the lads who have experience you know big match occasion experience you tend to see those type of players coming to the fore I mean you remember you had Aidan Walsh and Ian Maguire marking each other directly in midfield like Aidan Walsh you know was outstanding in the first half but over the 60 minutes for me there's no question I know Stephen Sherlock got 1-8 but in terms of his just general drive Ian Maguire for me was the standout player on the field now if you're Ronan McCarthy and you're sitting in the stand you're delighted at that in the one instance, but you're probably hoping to spot two or three others. You know, you know what Ian Maguire brings to the table anyway. Uh, he, yeah, I'm not learning anything new uh, there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, like Ray, I asked Ray Keane afterwards, like about, you know, is Stephen, Ster- is Stephen Sherlock, excuse me, um, is he one of those players who's very good at club level and will just fall a bit short at intercounty level? Ray said, no, absolutely not. And while I'm at it, he said, he didn't name them, but he says there's at least two or three other Bars players who he feels should be in with Cork. Um, but 2019 will be an interesting campaign now for Sherlock because he's a year older. Um, he didn't have a great year with Cork this year, got some league time. But it'll be very interesting to see now in year two. He's after winning a county championship. He's going to be going out into a Munster campaign. The chances are that he's going to end up down in Killarney against Dr. Croaks on November the 11th. That's if Croaks beat uh, Moyle Rovers, the tip champions. And that'll be interesting to see how he does again, you know, with that little step up. And it'll be a good indicator for 2019 for Sherlock. But Ray Keane thinks that we might see a couple more of those of his, his players in red in next year. And final question there. You just mentioned Ray Keane, uh, his brother Peter, of course, uh, appointed Kerry manager earlier this month. What what does he bring to the table? What What is the, the as you made the point earlier, that the players were so desperate to retain his services? Yeah, um, obviously I'm not I'm not there with him on the sideline, um, but he seems to be very organised. Certainly the players have bought into what he does. Any time I've interviewed him, Colm, this season, um, the one, the two words, sorry, that just keep cropping up is work ethic. I think he seems to be one of those players, and he was a good player himself. This lad won county championships with South Kerry. Um, I think played played all the grades up except senior actually for Kerry. 
So he knows what he's about. Every time you talk to him, he basically says, you know, it, it's a bottom line standard is that everybody gives 100%. Don't even, I think what he's really saying there is, don't even think you're going to be getting a place on my team if you're not ready to do that. And I think everything he does seems to start from that. And you know, you know, I know we're dishing out a few of those hoary old cliches today, but they talk about a team being a reflection of its manager, then the 2018 Cork County champions, St Finbars, are precisely that. If Ray Keane's, you know, bottom line mantra is you work, you work, and then you work some more, well then the players are following his guideline to the letter of the law. We have the makings of a cock miner on that lad Kelly, Mick. What do you think? Huh? Yes, everything. It's too many notions. It's a fair weather hurler, no guts. It's on match of the day, ought to be. Did you see him out there today? Jesus Christ, Kelly, look at the stadium. You haven't been up training all week. What's gotten into you? Exams next week. I'm doing a lot of study. That's not the story I hear. The other lads have exams too, it doesn't stop them coming up. Whatever about the training, there's always the match on Sunday. You'll be up for it, won't you? I don't know. There'll be county selectors there. If you play well, you'll make the minors, you have it in you. If you make the county minors, you won't have to worry about exams. I've put young fellas through my hands, no education to speak. They sailed into jobs in the bank. I want a bit more effort, lads. Now we've the betons of this lot. With a bit more effort, we can bet them all the way back to Mitchellstown. But we must be merciless with them. Take no fucking prisoners. Oh. Excuse me, Father. If you make more space for us, if you can take your guy out to the wing, right? And you play off him. There'll be more in your line to listen, Kelly. You think it was a camogie match the way you're playing? You're like a young one afraid of getting a ladder in a tights. We're not getting any ball in the forward line. What are we supposed to do? We're losing that midfield. Shut up! I'm in charge here. And if you came up training, maybe you'd get more of the ball. Where is he? You can forget about him! You're only a scurrier! There'll be no job in the bank for you! You're up! I'm going anyway! Okay, John, uh, Dingle, Dr. Cox, your, um, your game on Sunday, the Kerry Senior Football Championship final. Dingle in the headlines for the previous week for all the wrong reasons. Was that something that kind of hung over them coming into this game? Uh, I think it was a rallying call for them, Colm. Uh, they had a huge support there in Austin Stack Park. Uh, Dr. Croaks were completely dwarfed. And, um, geez, any time there was a Dr. Croaks score, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was greeted with silence, really. It was like a Ryder Cup, in a way. Um, the, the, the home team were certainly Dingle. In, in, in that way, and uh, I, I really felt that this uh, that the, the the supporters were were were, were propelling Dingle to to, uh, to 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 their first t- uh, title since the 1940s. Um, the, the Dr. Crokes though, they, just so professional. Call him. It was their bench. Uh, Vince Casey said it afterwards. Their bench, like to bring it on the likes of Colin Cooper. Now Cooper wasn't brilliant, but at the same time. Um, Thomas, uh, sorry, yeah, Thomas Sullivan, 
who was fantastic in the first half for Dingle. As soon as Gavin O'Shea went off and Cullen Cooper went to centre forward, uh, Thomas Sullivan was a lot more, a uh, lot more concerned with what uh, was going on uh, behind him as opposed to what was going on in front of him. Um, Jordan Kiley coming on, Jordan Kiley, who we all know was always good for the goal and had a chance at the end, really, uh, when the game was more or less up. Um, it was the bench. Uh, they did such a, a, a luxury with the, the amount of players that they have, Dr. Crokes, and that was the difference in the end. Like the fact that Dingle, who are playing what for their third weekend in a row, only brought on three subs compared to the Crokes, who are uh, bringing on six. That that was a telling factor. It was a close game, Colm. It was a lot closer than the scoreline suggested. And it just that there was no uh, that that bit of ruthlessness that I think needed. They didn't have it on the day. Okay, let's talk about two turning points in the game: the goal for Doctor Crokes and the goal that wasn't for Dingle. Yeah, uh, the, 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 oh, Shane Murphy made a, a quite a was a. I won't say miraculous, but it was a super save. Now he, he spoke to us after the game, and he was ma- mentioning that it was it was a little bit easier for him uh, that Paul Ganey's uh, kick or strike was a little bit more central. But uh, looking back on it, uh, there was no doubt that Shane Murphy was a little bit blindsided by it. So for him to make the save like he did two minutes into the second half, and it would have put Dingle in ahead. And with as I mentioned, the crowd. With that crowd behind them, I you would have fancied Dingle to go all the way in the sense, at, at least to make it competitive all the way. But then the sending off of Porgo um, or Crowhart there, or Conger, um, towards the end, that was a bit of a that was that that was penal. Uh, that was very difficult for, for for Dingle in the end. It was quite obvious when uh, Gavin White got the goal that there was gaps at the back. The Dingle were chasing for a goal themselves. They were pushing up. They lost a little bit of their shape. They had been quite. Uh, uh, disciplined in their shape with uh, Matthew Flaherty playing at, at, at sweeper but uh, in, go, in going gung-ho or Hail Mary as they were at the end they lost that bit of shape and the class of Gavin White there his second county final man of the match uh, was completely justified as much as there were some great performances as I mentioned by Tom O'Sullivan in the first half for Dingle Barry O'Sullivan was super in the second half for Dingle he went three frees scored a point three frees which were converted by Paul Ganey um, and then the, 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 the likes of uh, Fionn Fitzgerald was very impressive Mike Maloney did a good job of Paul Ganey uh, Brian Louie and Dahi Casey excellent as well and uh, of course David Shaw uh, Aidan O'Shea, male, uh, male footballer Aidan O'Shea's uh, first cousin, uh, would have been on the fringes of the team over the last while. But my God, did he uh, show himself to be a, a, a mature, a maturing talent with those four points yesterday? Okay. In terms of the previous week, the uh, headlines, of course, from the East Kerry Dingle game regarding that mass brawl and uh, players being struck by a Dingle mentor. In terms of yesterday, John, were there? very different protocols obviously in play? Well, it, it was obvious that there was uh, we had heard it during the week column that there was going to be more stewards and that was definitely seen. Now obviously you might say with a county final there is always going to be more stewards when when uh, you're having an, an attendance of 6,000, 7,000 people but it, it was it was quite obvious that there was a little bit more stewarding on the sideline anyway to make sure that um, things were all above board. There would have been a, an onus on Seamus Mulvihill, the referee, to to perform well and he did. He was a little bit whistle, whistle happy at times in the sense that uh, he just he, he, he just wouldn't stop whistling. Uh, uh, but he, in terms of, he played a lot of advantage too. Um, the, you could argue that uh, two players in the first half uh, Kieran O'Leary for a very high tackle 
uh, was was lucky to stay on the field. Even um, there was a couple of guys who were lucky to stay on the field in the first half. But um, all in all, he did well. Um, it, there was a little bit of a, a, an element to the game. It was a bit niggly. I think there was nearly fifty frees given in, in at, at the end of it. But there was so much at stake here. Like Dingle really were desperate for this victory and especially after what happened the previous weekend as I say I think there was a rallying call really there to, to try and prove people wrong and to put Dingle in the headlines for the right reasons but obviously uh, they came up short against what has to be one of the, the, the greatest club teams um, of all time really in Dr Crooks Okay final question just on that point the greatest club team in Kerry undoubtedly but there's still a Munster and an All-Ireland club campaign to come for Dr Crooks are they going to give it a, a serious rattle? Yeah, you can see it, Cullum. Like, they're they're the type of group um, that don't have a huge amount of county players. Like, obviously, there's Shane Murphy, there's Fionn Fitzgerald, Johnny Buckley, as we know, stepped away. Dahi Casey was in and out, or has been in and out. Okay, Michael Barnes, yes, uh, really made an impact with Kerry this year, and then there's Tony Brosnan. But for the most part, there's a hell of a lot of guys there who are... uh, you know who are either retired or no longer involved with uh, Kerry. Um, like Brian Looney has been one of the best club players in in Kerry for years now. Um, we haven't seen him in Kerry colours, but uh, he, again he performed. He, he was he excelled for Doctor Crokes and really stood up when it was counted when it was necessary yesterday. So they're they're a group that are you know might be on the road a long time in the sense of club wise, but. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, their only interest is the club, and and for that reason, like you're looking at St Finbars, you're looking at Moyle Rovers, and you're looking at, and you know they're they're decent teams. Denier obviously as well, but you're thinking that who's going to stand in the way of of of, of uh, Dr Crokes uh, claiming a Munster title and making amends for uh, that uh, Nemo defeat last year, and you can't you can't really see anybody, especially, and then you're thinking about All Ireland's if you. If you want to even look at that far, and you're thinking Cora Finn uh, had their difficulties, um, we'll see. Let's see who comes through Dublin because obviously they we fancy Cross McGlenn. You don't. Ulster's wide open. You just don't know who's going to win there. So, but the one thing that you know that we can be guaranteed. I, I uh, well, I would believe that we're getting guaranteed is that Dr. Crokes are already looking towards. Um, um, the March seventeenth, as much as we'll we'll hear the usual lines about taking each game as it comes and whatever, but uh, this team want to make amends, as I say, for that Nemo Rangers. It was quite obvious that with Vince Casey speaking to Owen Cormac and of our parish last week, that uh, that sticks in the craw that defeat in Parky Rain last year. I was at it; uh, they were well below uh, well below par that day, and I, I imagine that's going to be their. Uh, their, their motivation for for quite some time to come because uh, as much as uh, my Rovers will be tricky this weekend, they're celebrating a, a, a county title, uh, a first county title in what I think nine years or something like that. So um, you would you would fancy Dr. Cross come through there, and then I think they're out the following week again if if they win, and um, the, the, just the momentum that they're building up at the moment, it's going to be very difficult to uh, to uh, to try and stop that. And our thanks to John Fogarty for that. Well, lots of other county finals around the country over the weekend uh, as the season comes to a conclusion in Limerick. Napiersig captured their fifth Shannon side title with a 
2-22-3-10 win over Dune at the Gaelic Grounds on Saturday night. Up in Clare on Sunday, the fairy tale ended for NS Diamond. They were competing in their first ever Clare Senior Football Championship final, but beaten by Milton Malbay, 14 points to 8. Uh, also on Sunday, Ballyhale Shamrocks defeated Bennett's Bridge 2-20 to 2-17 at Nolan Park. You may know the uh, Ballyhale Shamrocks manager, a handy hurler in his day, one Henry Shefflin. As well, over the weekend, there was the replay in Dublin of the Dublin Senior Hurling Championship final. Bally Bowden St. Dennis emerging victorious there, 2-12, or 2-15, excuse me, to 1-15 winners over Kilmacud Croaks. And in Tipperary, we heard John mentioning them there in his piece. Moyle Rovers defeating Ard Finnan, 1-15 to 1-7. All-Ireland Club Football Champions Cora Finn, well, had a lucky escape in the Galway Senior Football Championship final, drawing seven points apiece with Mount Bellew, Moy Lock, and that final is uh, final replay is set for next weekend. And in Westmead, in the hurling final, Clonkill, they collected their 15th Westmead SHC crown with a 113-29 victory over Raharney. Uh, also over the weekend, there was the Waterford Senior Football Final. The Nair defeating Kilrossenty on Sunday night in Farfield. Nine points to seven, the final score in that one there. There was a Munster Ladies Final. We better mention that as well. Magical Moran Abbey complete the drive for five as they defeated Bally McCarbury 116-29 to uh, in care on Saturday afternoon. And very quickly, there were some divisional finals of note in Cork over the weekend. Kilnamatra with uh, a famous Noel O'Leary starring in the wing-back line. They defeated Ahabulog 2-17 to 1-10 in Porky Cueve. That was the curtain raiser to the Cork Senior Football Final on Sunday afternoon. And on Saturday night, two huge junior A finals in the hurling. Clodove defeated Russell Rovers 2-12 to 14 points. And then uh, also on Saturday night, and also in Porky Wren, drum tariff to victors 2-9 to 2-8 over Kilmacabee and uh, shows the power as well of the Duhallow division. Uh, this is the uh, fifth time in eight years that the Conk Junior A Football Championship title has headed to Duhallow. That's it for our uh, podcast this week. Thanks indeed to all our guests for joining us on the programme, for uh, uh, Tony Lean and for John Fogarty. Larry Ryan, as always, was the man pushing the buttons on production, and our thanks to him. Don't forget you can download the podcast, as always, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and on irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk. We're back again, same time, same place, next Monday, and hopefully we'll have your company once more. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.